Welcome back to the Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of the Wise Man's Fear every day and then we talk about it. This page is 879. He walked over to me, keeping one arm around his daughter's shoulders. I understand I have you to thank for bringing our girls back. He reached out to shake my hand and I saw his arm was bandaged. His grip was solid in spite of it. He smiled the widest smile I'd seen since I left Simon at the university. How's the arm? I asked, not realizing how it would sound. His smile faded a little, and I was quick to add, I've had some training as a physiker, and I know that those sort of things can be tricky to deal with when you're away from home. When you're living in a country that thinks mercury is medicine, I thought to myself. His smile came back, and he flexed his fingers. It's stiff, but that's all. Just a little meat. It caught us by surprise. I got my hands on one of them, but he struck me and got away. How did you end up getting the girls away from those godless rub bastards? He spat. They weren't Edamara, I said, my voice sounding more strained than I would have liked. They weren't even real troopers. His smile began to fade again. What do you mean? They weren't Edamara. We don't do the things they did. Listen, the mayor said plainly, his temper starting to rise a bit. I know damn well what they do and don't do. They came in all sweet and nice, played a little music, made a penny or two. Then they started to make trouble around town. When we told them to leave, they took my girl. He almost breathed fire as he said the last words. We? I heard someone say faintly behind me. Jim, he said we. Seth scowled around the side of the mare to get a look at me again. I told you he looked like one, he said triumphantly. I know him. You can always tell by them eyes. Hold on, the mare said with slow incredulity. Are you telling me you're one of them? His expression grew dangerous. Before I could explain myself, El had grabbed his arm. Oh, don't make him mad, Daddy, she said quickly, holding onto his good arm as if to pull him away from me. Don't say anything to get him angry. He's not with them. He brought me back. He saved me. The mayor seemed somewhat mollified by this, but his congeniality was gone. Explain yourself, he said grimly. I sighed inside, realizing what a mess I'd made of this. They weren't troopers, and they certainly weren't Edamara. They were bandits who killed some of my family and stole their wagons. They were only pretending to be performers. Why would anyone pretend to be Ra? The mayor asked, as if the thought were incomprehensible. That's the end of the page. I'm your co-host named Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. A lot happening here. Uh, I would say that it's a bit sloppy, like that Quoth should know better, but I guess we have to get into him doing what work he can to rehabilitate the uh the raw in their eyes and yeah, so I think there's a fight to... there's like a an internal fight happening here where he has to make the choice between like ending this particular situation congenially or doing the extra work that it will take to sort of like to make the information more clear and to make everyone understand the, the details of the situation. Better. Yeah, and I don't think it's in his nature to just, like, let it go. I think he has to stand up and defend the actual Ra and say, I am one of them. Like, he's simply too proud of his heritage. Yes. To I, don't do think it, I don't think it ever occurs to him to not, like, to pretend not to be Ra or to not bring it up. Even though he knows it's going to make his life more difficult in this moment. Yeah. Like, sometimes it's harder to do the right thing. <laughs> now, uh, I do want to point out, given what I was talking about yesterday about Quoth's anger, 
I think the line that Elle has where she's like, oh, don't make him mad, daddy. Yeah, she's don't not do saying be nice to, get... to him because he was good to us. She's saying, don't make him mad because yeah, he'll I, hurt you. This guy just killed 10 people. <laughs> like, I, and like, he brand, branded them after he did it. Don't make him mad. Which is, you know, that's an echo of what Martin says, right? When Quoth is like coming out of his fugue state after calling the lightning when they fight the bandits in the woods. He's like, don't say anything to make this guy mad. You don't know what he can do. So I think that's an interesting little thread that we can continue to tug on, perhaps carefully pinning it to our Pepe Silvia conspiracy board. And I do think that this page belies a little bit of Quoth's prejudice because he thinks to himself, like, you live in a country that thinks Mercury is medicine. He doesn't know anything about these people. He doesn't know what their what their physicer is capable of. It turns out they have a really good medic in the town here. But and she's actually, studied... hmm? well, never mind. That's that's for a future page. But yes, I agree. He is prejudiced against them as being slack jawed yokels. Yeah, and their jaws are not as slack as he thinks. Yeah, certainly this mayor seems like a uh, a pretty articulate fellow. But but he is yeah. also a bigot, you know, like like that's what that's what makes this sequence so compelling is that like Quoth is prejudiced against them for being slack jawed yokels. And maybe he shouldn't be there. Like they're not quite as, you know, uh, banjo strumming as he thinks, but they are prejudiced against the row for no good reason, except that people are prejudiced. Well, except that row. people who, as far as they knew, were uh, just kidnapped some of their daughters. Yeah, yeah. But like that, I guess that all I'm saying is like. The, the fact that the situation is that complex makes this passage interesting, right? Rafis took what could otherwise have been a pretty stock narrative, as you put it a few pages ago, of uh, the hero returns the kidnapped girls to their grateful town and receives a reward, and he makes it so much more interesting and, and you know, realistic-seeming. Yeah, the line, why would anyone pretend to be raw as if the thought were incomprehensible is interesting because that says how what people think of them is that it's like a terrible life or like an incomprehensible life that yeah. they can't possibly understand. Like, why would you, yeah, why it's would like, anyone want to live like that? Why would anyone pretend, it's like saying like, why would you, it's like believing like, why would you pretend to be a pedophile? Like, what would that get you? <laughs> like, that's how disgusting they think of as the raw, right? Like, that's that's what I mean. Like, yeah, why would you pretend yeah. to be something so disgusting? What could it possibly get you? Yeah, yeah, which is, uh, yeah, interesting. I almost wish we had, like, obviously, Quoth tells us what people think of the raw and what they have to deal with, but we don't get a lot of firsthand accounts of it. Like, you know, in the beginning, we see them fairly well treated as Baron Greyfellow's, uh, protectorate um well they so do we get run out of town <laughs> they get run out of town a couple times like his his father knows when it's time to move on right so obviously these things are happening i think it was also as like as a child maybe quote isn't as exposed to those harsh realities but i've, I've said this before i almost wish that we had more encounters with real Ra throughout the series because we've only seen quote's troop and these people which seem you know extremely diametrically opposed so i'm wondering if if every real raw troop is as close to Quoth's troop, or if maybe there is some some truth or some basis to the prejudices, if Quoth's troop was the outlier. I don't know. I don't like... It's, a, it's, it's important to think about, but I also don't like the... I don't like to think about it. <laughs> yeah, well, and as I said, maybe it's setting something up. There's a lot of space to explore still. Especially if Ra and Adam are, in fact central to the uh the conclusion 
of the story. I have a question. Uh, how's the arm? I asked, not realizing how it would sound. His smile fades a little, and then Quoth says, "Oh, I, I mean, I've trained as a doctor. Like, what do you think's going on there?" Like, I wanted to ask you guys that because I, I like to me that's like a reasonable thing to like a reasonable piece of small talk to start with. If someone's got a bandaged arm. Well, I, I think it's because the reason his arm is hurt is because like they couldn't protect the girls sort of thing. Like it's bringing up like, Oh, the reason you're hurt is because you couldn't do the thing I did. I guess. I don't yeah, know. I, I assume that that's what it's meant to be. I don't read it that way, but I, I guess that might be an option. Well, how do you read it? I read it as like this just being a super awkward thing. It makes no sense that he would feel weird saying it. Like I don't, I, I don't understand it. I think another possible reading of it is how's the arm I asked not realizing like you could read that as like, oh no, I sound like I'm asking that because I did it to him a couple of days ago. Because I oh. am a bandit, you know? Oh, oh like, my god, that makes so much sense. Well, but it, it only kind of yeah you know? it doesn't like, yeah i feel like it's just not totally clearly communicated what the awkwardness that quote is smoothing over is yeah i don't know it seems perfectly reasonable to me but uh yeah it's definitely well, it's but you know these these townies are touchy and touchy townies episode title do we have anything else you want to cover on this one I'm good. All right. Then we will mollify you, the listener, on tomorrow's page. Uh, if someone's name is Molly, are they easy to mollify? Or do they are the ones doing the mollifying? I, I think, think it's spelled like that. I've always wondered this. I think there's only one way to find out. Experimentation. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you know anyone named Molly? No. So step number one. Yes. Large on butterfly net. Molly. <laughs> Procure a large <laughs> butterfly net. That's Except right. You. Yeah, a series of contraptions. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe we need to phone the Acme Corporation. Certainly, mm-hmm. yes. Let's go out to the deserts of uh, New Mexico. That's right. I can only L- think of one Molly, and it's the one from Sailor Moon. Well, so- do you have her number? Uh, sadly, no. She's also uh, in Japan somewhere. So but she yeah. would fit in a butterfly net, right? Uh, I mean, she's pretty small, maybe. Yeah, exactly. All right, we're getting tickets to Japan. We will be finding an anime girl on tomorrow's page. Um... Oh, and Jeremy, this is why someone might pretend to be a pedophile to capture Molly for experimentation. All come together. The wind. Oh, my God.